It's been over a year since COVID began its sweep across America. Over this past year, we've experienced levels of stress we've never felt before. A great deal of our stress comes from the uncertainty related to the, to the pandemic. With uncertainty, we've experienced more emotions than ever before. We've experienced feelings of sadness, loneliness, anger, frustration, and a host of other negative emotions, many of these a reflection of our stress. Stress has taken a toll of taken a toll on all of us in some way, shape, or form. And for the foreseeable future, uncertainty and stress will remain unless we take action. We are continually evolving personally and professionally as we continue to live through this pandemic. Our evolution involves change. Change involves stress. In this episode, we'll focus on ways to reduce or hopefully eliminate stress so you can embrace change and enjoy your life in these uncertain times. My name's Emil Everett, and welcome to All Things Business. To kick off today's episode, I want to highlight a piece recently published on HBR.org. The article is titled Beyond Burned Out by Jennifer Moss. It's a great article that highlights a study done in the fall of 2020 with the Harvard Business Review. They gathered feedback from more than 1,500 respondents in 46 countries. Here are a few of the many startling stats from the study. 89% of respondents said their work life was getting worse. 85% said their well-being had declined. 55% of all respondents didn't feel they'd been able to balance their home and work life, with 53% explicitly citing homeschooling. 25% felt unable to maintain a strong connection with family, 39% with colleagues, and 50% with friends. Only 21% rated their well-being as good, and a mere 2% rated it as excellent. No doubt, based on these numbers alone, we can see there's much stress in the world today. One last stat many of us are familiar with, but worth sharing again. 70% of doctor's appointments are related to stress. This stat was not in the article, but it's a very well-known common statistic highlighting how stress can impact us. Think about it. Think of all the recent mistakes you've made recently. Were they related to stress? Here's what's important, especially with what we're confronting today. We need to manage our stress. We need to have good mental health. We need to take care of ourselves because people depend on us. We need to manage our stress so that we can serve others around us, both personally and professionally. When we manage our stress, we enable others to achieve greater success. So before we go any further, we need to define the difference between worry, stress, and anxiety. Worry is the negative thoughts we generate in our minds. Stress is the physiological reaction to an event. And anxiety is a continual combination of both. As we move forward in this episode, we'll mainly focus on stress and how we can react to events that may prompt a physiological response in these volatile times. Now, there is good stress and bad stress. Let's start with good stress. Good stress is related to our eagerness and excitement to achieve something that's important to us. It motivates us. It's when we become overwhelmed and paralyzed by stress, it becomes destructive. Stress often appears in our attempts to accomplish a goal. It's usually related to an effort to overcome a hurdle that becomes perceived as unsurmountable. Many of these obstacles are associated with not having enough time, a lack of money, or a lack of resources, personally or professionally, to make things happen. It's at that moment, the event, we realize the severity of the problem. Instantly, destructive stress can overwhelm us unless we know what to do to avoid it. To manage our stress, 
we first need to understand the symptoms of stress. We need to identify the destructive behaviors that compound stress. So what are these destructive behaviors? A few are poor decision-making, emotional volatility and outbursts, sleeplessness, and a host of others. Every person reacts differently to stress, and most likely, you know what stress looks like to you. When things turn south, individuals begin to turn to vices, such as drugs, alcohol, and overeating. To prevent us from employing these destructive behaviors, we first need to realize we can either be positive or negative about an unforeseen event. We, as rational creatures, have a choice, and that we have a choice that's within our control. It all comes down to a simple decision. Will I let this bring me down, or will I allow it to make me a better person regardless of the outcome? Will I let this affect me, or will I act appropriately? A simple shift in mindset will determine your success or failure in facing a challenge. We need to ask ourselves these questions before anything else, before any reaction. Therefore, in a sense, we can quickly move from a potential adverse reaction to problem solving or innovation. Innovation? Yes, innovation. Stress can be channeled and used to foster positive change. A quick example comes to mind from my investment career that can give us more meaning to my comments. The mindset of a novice investor can be drastically different from an experienced trader. When investors first invest in the stock market, emotions can flow freely with every up and down movement in markets. Euphoria on an upswing in prices and panic on a downward trend in prices. An experienced investor looks at the market, observes what's going on without emotion, develops or alters existing models to adapt appropriately to the market environment, commits to implementing based on analysis and the best hypothesis available, and acts to seize market opportunities using and testing the hypothesis. Then they immediately begin again making observations, and the cycle repeats itself repeatedly, never leaving a moment to think negatively about a previous decision. They make use of negative experiences to learn from their mistakes and failures to make better decisions in the future. Now some of you know where I'm heading. The process used in the example, and used by many business leaders, comes from the Air Force and a colonel named John Boyd. He developed a process known as the OODA loop, observe, orient, decide, act, to help pilots become more agile in combat, no doubt a stressful situation. The OODA loop allows us to become more agile to deal with stress in any situation we may find ourselves involved. John Boyd himself summed it up in a quote, and I paraphrase, We got to get an image or picture in our head, which we call orientation. Then we have to decide as to what we're going to do and then implement the decision. Then we look at the results plus our observation and we drag in new data, new orientation, a new decision, a new action and repeat indefinitely. Given that we are all different and react differently to stress, we need to recognize that we will need to find our way to respond to stress. We can only do that by utilizing the OODA loop. As part of that loop, we offer the following 10 ways, actions you can take to minimize and hopefully eliminate stress. We offer these to you to utilize in a continual OODA loop to find a way to reduce stress. Now don't stress out because we said we would offer 100 ways to reduce stress. We will introduce 10 techniques in this podcast 
And we've provided a link in the description of this episode to over 100 ways to reduce stress. Or you can visit thinknewamsterdam.com forward slash insights. You'll see the podcast on stress. Go to the podcast and you will find a link to a PDF file with all the different ways that you can address stress effectively. Let's take a look at the 10 ways we have for you right now. Remember, stress is often created by a lack of time, money, and the quantity and availability of resources. Keep that in mind as we progress through the list of recommendations. First, consider the source and rise above it. A friend of mine gave me this in high school, and it served me well throughout my life. Second, replace bad habits with good habits. It's impossible to stop bad habits unless we replace it with another habit. We need to find a replacement or substitute. For example, if you're drinking too much beer during the pandemic, replace it with a non-alcoholic substitute. Many of you have taken this advice based on the evidence at hand. The beer market's non-alcoholic beer segment has skyrocketed fueled mainly by the introduction of great-tasting, low-calorie alternatives. Or a healthier option, seltzer or water. Number three, ask yourself, will this matter in five minutes, five hours, five days, five weeks, five months, five years, five decades from now? I suspect you understand the meaning of this method. Number four, create processes. No two individuals have made this method more known than Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg with their attire and what they wore each day. They wore the same outfit every single day. Okay, I'm not going to get into hygiene. This method does take me back to my childhood. My mother was famous for her time-saving, stress-relieving techniques. For example, she gave my oldest brother black socks, my middle brother brown socks, and I got blue socks. She was efficient in what she had to do. Think about what you can take, the simple things you do in your life, on a day-in and day-out basis. Streamline it and make it so you don't have to think about it. Take decision-making out of it and you'll reduce stress. Take control of what you do daily. Number five, when was the last time you audited your schedule and activities? Audit what you do on a day-in and day-out basis. Look at your calendar and evaluate it. What can you delegate, outsource, or eliminate? If they have no importance on your goals, get rid of them. Get rid of the useless tasks in your life that only create more stress in your life. Then prioritize the remaining items to ensure their completion. Number six, focus on what you can control or influence. What actions can you take? What actions can you get others to take through influencing and persuasion? If you can't control or influence something or someone, let it go. Look around and be thankful. Number seven, often we take for granted the things we have in our life. Please take a moment to write down what you're grateful for and carry it around with you. Keep it on your phone as a constant reminder every time you are stressed. Just look around and you will quickly realize how lucky you are. Number eight, plan. Failing to plan is planning to fail. A famous quote by Ben Franklin. While planning itself can be stressful, it will be a lot less stressful than incurring the fallout of not planning. Good planning also invokes good problem solving when dealing with likely obstacles, allowing you to address the stressors while planning. Better to be proactive versus reactive. Number nine, your days should start. Your days should be a series of sprints, not a marathon. Often, primarily since we work at home these days, we find ourselves spending countless hours at our desks without breaks. Break it up into a series of 45-minute sprints. What usually takes an hour to complete can be done in 45 minutes if we focus on making it happen. Then 
take 15 minutes to give your mind some rest. Get up, take a walk, reach out to friends, talk to colleagues, or exercise. Last number 10, cut your meeting times by 25%. Reduce your meeting times from one hour to 45 minutes. This time hack will prevent you from stacking meetings on top of each other. There will be no longer that need to rush to get to the next meeting on time. It will give you time to reflect, make notes, and address any items possible with an extra 15 minutes between meetings. By cutting your meeting times by 25%, you could create an additional 24 days a year to do the things you stress out about having no time to do it. Please remember to click on the link in the podcast description to access all 100 ways to reduce stress. So what have you taken away from this episode? When and where is your opportunity to use what we talked about to reduce stress in your life? When and where are you going to deploy the OODA loop? What can you simplify and, as a result, remove any decision-making? What de-stressors are you going to test out? If you enjoyed this episode and don't want to miss out on an upcoming episode, we encourage you to follow us, and please let your friends and colleagues at work know about the podcast. Just imagine the impact on your team if everyone listened and implemented what we talked about today. Finally, don't hesitate to reach out to us to see how we can help you and your team achieve more through leadership, sales, and negotiation skills. Until our next episode, we wish you nothing but the best. Be safe and be well.